right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're laughing. We're having a good time. It's the Cameron Lazies episode number 15. I am here as always with Ariana Ely mm-hmm. and Aaron the Baron, a.k.a. the Kershey Kiss, Aaron Kirschenfeld. <laughs> so you, you joke about that, but I actually was the Baron. Uh, well, of what? In your imagination? No, or? no, no. So my high school, uh, my mascot and career started early. Uh, my high school was a um, what we call now politely a segregation academy. Uh, oh, that awkward. It was, yeah, oh it was started in um, uh, the mid-60s, right, to... Uh, uh, so that white kids wouldn't have to go to school with black kids in uh, South Carolina. Uh, of course, I, uh, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm not a native of South Carolina. Uh, my family moved there when, when I was in 10th grade. And they, uh, the name of the team's mascot was the Baron. Wow. Okay. Just so, pl- singular? The, uh, no, they were the Barons. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make it better, no, but it kind be- of would have been weirder if it yeah. had just collectively been the, the Baron. Baron. Yeah. Um, Was it changed like from the slaveholders in 1952 wh- or something? I mean, I think I think a feudal lord is saying something. Um, yeah. yeah. About, oh, yeah. oh definitely your, making a statement. Uh, so I took it on myself to create a Baron character. Um and uh, that was that was my first experience. <laughs> Foray in, into mascotdom. Yeah, yeah. I picture you coming out in a white linen suit and just, <laughs> just talking was, like Foghorn Leghorn. Sir, it was it was not a LeBaron. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Uh, all right, guys. Well, I um, I want to talk about the Boston College win. Ariana, mm-hmm. you were there I as was usual. Indeed. Aaron and I were watching it on uh, the lovely ACC network, which has only had positive feedback so it's- far. Um, we'll get into all of that, but first and foremost, uh, I was kind of over the moon with the first half. Uh, I thought it was our most complete half of the year. It was against an ACC team that, frankly, looked terrible, but mm-hmm. they are—they came in two and zero in the ACC, so they're not—you know—they're not completely miserable. Um, and I just think we, you know, we absolutely killed them. We were very, very good on offense and superlative on defense. This was like the. Um, the peak of what we can hope for from this Duke team at our best. That first half is what we look like. Uh, Ariana, you were in the house. Uh, what did you think? What did you come away with? Yeah. Uh, so for one, I think all of us going into the game were a little bit weirded out by the fact that it was on new year's Eve. Um, and yeah, like it yeah. was an evening game on new year's Eve too, but camera was actually more packed than I think we thought it was going to be. We definitely had more grad students than we thought we were going to show out, which was really exciting. Um, and it definitely got loud in there. Like you could feel the shift from, playing non-conference games to playing conference games like even though there was a lot of like GA folks there they like they really were all in it which was a lot of fun Um, and like there was a moment in the first half where um, I think we had gotten a dunk and then got a stop on defense and coming back on offense Wendell Moore kind of read the room and he like did his hands up to like get everybody involved in yelling and like the whole place lit up which was just awesome awesome. Um, so it was a fun atmosphere even though it was kind of a boring game with like spurts of intense excitement um just because it was kind of a bloodbath yeah um yeah that was the thing with the second half for me i kind of tuned out a little bit with like 10 minutes left i was you know being a good student and a good podcast i was taking notes and everything and it got to the point where i'm like look the intensity is gone out of this game and i'm sorry but when you when you're up by like 35 you can't ask these guys to kind of you can't you can't expect the intensity to remain and coach k was getting a little pissed off i mean he was doing his thing of like Let's keep going, mm-hmm. guys. Let's finish it off and everything. But yeah, I mean, I, I just basically anything from ten minutes uh, on, or honestly, even the fifteen whole, minutes. Yeah, or, like or the, the whole, whole second, second half, half is yeah. a blur. Yeah, we were up twenty six mm-hmm. at the half. Um, Matthew Hurt was winning. 
Yeah, Matthew Hurt was winning 20 to 19 mm-hmm. at the half. Um, it was a beautiful thing. And the really funny thing was before he went on his like complete run, I want to read what I wrote in my notes. Um, this is like, I think maybe at the 10 minute mark, I wrote another tough game, bad passes and missed shots, um, great offensive board position. And then it goes on to proving me wrong. 12 points on his second three, and then third, so wide open. And yeah, yeah, he basically made me eat my words uh, in the privacy of my own home, which I think is pretty (laughs) offensive. Yeah. Uh, No, he was awesome. Um, I guess, like, the first guy I want to talk about is Trey Jones because he was back, and we were glad Mm -hmm. to see him. Um, Aaron, my impression of Trey early on, he was obviously cold from the floor, um, but I think, like, in terms of passing and especially on defense, uh, he didn't really miss a beat. Uh, Early on when? Oh, just in the in the first half, he was missing his shots. So I think maybe he was one for his first six or something. Oh, because I didn't see the first four minutes of the game uh, because uh, <laughs> I was enough. watching on the ACC network, and uh, uh, <laughs> there was an overtime uh, game between. Oh yeah, Miami, uh, Miami, and Clemson. For uh, future reference, you can go on ESPN to stream it. Um, they have like, and they're watch ESPN. They have the ACC network, which I was forced to do. Hmm. But yeah, it was annoying. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, his shooting didn't bother me, and it's actually not that. Uh, atypical for him to be missing shots uh but he distributed the ball very well um uh i I, i'm not sure uh and i think we we were talking about this a little bit uh ariana you mentioned this uh, his impact on the game i think it was not as great as the commentators were Mm -hmm. making it out to be but on the other hand he did have 10 assists Mm -hmm. and one turnover um uh a couple key assists in the second half uh that that i think um, you know, if the game wasn't entirely killed off uh, after the after the first half, um, uh, the the two uh, the the one kind of uh, three quarter court uh, assist to Vern down low, and then the um, the lob to to O'Connell, uh, <laughs> which I actually stopped and uh, rewound and <laughs> made made my uh, nameless wife watch it because uh, she's still an O'Connell fan. Uh, despite his sometimes he does good things he he does he did get stuffed by the rim on a dunk oh uh, yeah that was yeah that was emphatic. embarrassing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was not great but um uh yeah I, I think i think trey did really well i think it was really interesting to see goldwire still play 18 minutes mm-hmm. so i don't know if that's uh, a function of trey just kind of working himself back into into game fitness um uh, or maybe the last two games have um uh, have convinced the coaching staff that that Goldwire is a legitimate uh, uh, backup option. Yeah, I um, I, I like Trey. I think his the the ten assists. A lot of them were easy. Boston College was leaving folks wide open. It was it was actually unreal, especially with Hurt at the end of the half. Just the fact that I mean Trey, I think in that last possession of the second half, got a pick up top and then did a cross court pass to hurt and just nobody was on him. Yep. And there was no reason for them not to be like the play had barely even started. Yeah. So, so hurt like knocked those down. That was awesome. Trey to his credit made great passes on the fast break. He did have one, um, assist to hurt where he drove and found him cross court Mm -hmm. from through traffic. That was really marvelous. Uh, and I just thought his defense was awesome. And Aaron, to your point, um, one interesting stat I wanted to bring up. Um, I talk about Bart Torvik once in a while. He's sort of like the new Ken Palm, uh, and it's free, which is great. Even though, God knows I love Ken Palm, but he has a stat, an advanced metric, um, both for offense and defense that he calls like overall plus minus, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> which is trying to like take everything just to show how good a player is on one side of the court. And nationally, he's got Jordan Goldwire ranked third defensively. And I that kind of matches what I my eye test in yep. the last couple games. 
I, I thought he kind of struggled early in the season when he wasn't in the press. He's always been a great press defender. But since Trey went out, he's been awesome on the ball. And he was awesome again in this game. I mean, between he and Trey, that whole BC backcourt was locked up completely. I think they had 19 points in the first half, and they were lucky to get there. At a certain point, it looked like they might have like 12. Um, so, yeah, I, I love I love what I saw from Goldwire. I think he's definitely earned his minutes. And I think, you know, you always wish he could do more on offense, Ariana, but when he and Trey are both in on D, it's like it's almost impossible for the other team unless they have some really exceptional talent. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why kind of I, – I think, Aaron, it was your point about – uh, Jordy still getting a good amount of playing time. Um, and I think one of those reasons is because of how, how much of a lock he's become on defense. Um, and one of the things that I noticed in the game yesterday, um, this is kind of a complaint that I have had about some of our other defenders and like where their eyes are and like what they're watching when they're on defense. Um, when he's guarding his man, like and his man does not have the ball, he positions himself such that he is seeing what like their point guard with the ball is doing or whoever has the ball, what they're doing. And so his eyes are going kind of back and forth between, okay, where's my man and where do I need to be? But where's the ball coming from? And that's one of the reasons why he's able to get picks the way that he does um but then like there was another play this game where he literally just took the ball out of the bc players hands and like i think one of the last players we saw do that was like zion last year and like he was just like no you don't have the ball anymore i'm taking it because i can um and like that sort of fiery intensity is like really good to see um and then it, it essentially just communicates to other teams that like even when they think they're in a little bit of control they just aren't and he's gonna take that away from them um and so i think he's a really good like he unnerves teams when he's playing defense like that, which is great for us. He kind of has unnerving eyes, too, mm-hmm. I noticed for the first time. They're sort of deadish, yep. like his eyes, in a way that's like, yeah. uh, I love it. I love it. He seems like a warrior. But, um, Ariana, I actually wrote down, we might have been talking about the same play, but the main thing I noted with Goldwire was a play where the guard was driving on him, and he just kind of stayed in front of him, and the mm-hmm. guy was going like full speed, and obviously Goldwire was going backwards, and he just kept his body in front of him the whole time, and it was like he maybe could have stolen it at any point, but he waited until the guy took the ball up to go for the basket, yep. reached in and grabbed yep. it. It was almost under the hoop at that point, and it, to me, it was just like a marvelous example of like great man-to-man defense, yeah. where he was just not worried one bit with his quick he BC guard was going. He had him. He stayed in front, in front, in front, waited for the ball to come up, and then it was his. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that was awesome. That, yeah. He's like, a really smart defender in like those moments, and like the way that he is paying attention to who he's guarding and like what they're doing. Um, and one of the, we've had this kind of ongoing discussion about like charges and like players moving in to try and draw charges and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it's almost like, I feel like with Goldwire, he's like, I don't need to do this. Exactly. And yes, I yes, yes. love seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Vernon Carey, I wish would learn from it. We, yeah. Even in the Brown game, we watched him do like the, yep, the little the aborted yep. charge. Over. Yeah. Uh, he'll do it and then realize that he's this three was feet a mistake. away. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're huge. Don't do that. And in mm-hmm. this game, actually, I think he was like way better. He was yeah. all over. He was blocking the hell out of everybody. Um, he was a really strong um, defensive presence. And speaking of stats, Ken Pomeroy, he does his player stats and he has basically like his Ken Palm player of the year rankings um, based on, again, all his comprehensive stuff. Number one, Vernon Carey Jr. Solid. Yeah. Uh, already. Yeah. So just a little bit about, about team defense here. Um, I thought we, we did all the right things. We were really active. Um, I could not tell how bad Boston college was uh, and how good we were throughout this game. I, I imagine that's not uncommon. Um, 
<clears throat> but they they had their lowest shooting uh, percentage for the uh, for the first half, right? It was something like twenty five percent. I kind of think the second half doesn't really matter in mm-hmm. this game, uh, but you know we turned them over what 10, 11 times in the first half, um, and I, I just I don't I would like to chalk it up to our defensive performance, but I'm not sure I'm entirely ready to do that. So just to, and this is not to contradict you, Aaron, but just to give folks a sense of Boston College, they started off the season with a seven point win against Wake Forest. Um, their other big win um, was at Notre Dame, where they scored right. seventy three points. Right, they're two and zero in the ACC going into this. Yeah, but at the same time, they beat Cal by four points, who was a team that we you know demolished. Mm-hmm. And then they had four losses in a row: Richmond, Northwestern, St. Louis, DePaul. Uh, lost to Belmont by fifteen. They're not a good yeah, team. But, the, but right. they're they're yeah. also not a team that's that's particularly known for being careful with the ball either. Sure. I, oh I, yeah. No, it was a terrible matchup. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. And you saw this is like the ideal Duke thing where. We can force turnovers. We can go on the fast break. We're not going to get stifled in our half-court offense because we're not going to be running a half-court offense that much. So, yeah, your point's well taken. I mean, they looked really poor, and it was a good matchup for us. I still think, though, our defense kind of, like, took my breath away yeah, a couple times. Yeah, and I would say kind of um, in response to that, Aaron, I think we've also seen this Duke team not show up for teams that are crappy. And, like, then just, like, not perform on either side of the court. And then it's, like, why is this game close? And, like, we're standing there, like, why is why is Brown winning for, like, a moment or whatever? Um, and, like, this game, that wasn't as much of a, like, question. They actually showed up to play their game even though their opponents were outmatched. And so I think particularly in the shift into the ACC season, um, I'm glad to see that they showed up with – good intensity and like didn't play down to the level of Boston college. They might not have, you know, hit their ceiling necessarily. And I think we could have seen some better performance from a handful of guys, but um, it was nice that they did not play down to their opponent, which they have done so far this season. It's almost like they didn't have time. Like they came out with yeah. initial intensity. And then by the time that they it realized how bad they were, it was like 30 <laughs> points. So there was no playing down. Um, so Aaron, one last thing I want to mention about Trey Jones, you've been saying from the beginning that mm, there's yeah. an ongoing narrative that, he, you know, there's a slow triple double conspiracy, but basically the end goal of which is to let him know that he doesn't have to shoot as much. Um, this game, I mean, was really a perfect illustration. He had an incredibly effective game uh, while going what, like crap. two for eight from the field. Um, and still, like, obviously we didn't need him. So this right. is pretty, pretty good for you. Yeah, pretty good for me. Pretty good for the, the prevailing, um, uh, definitely true theory uh and uh no right so like okay we like it when trey creates his own shot okay and we like it when when he he uh carries the moment when he needs to um so can we can we abide three for six shooting um one of two from three something like that in a game probably with the other scores Mm -hmm. that we have out there uh, uh, not a problem. Yeah. Uh, the 10, uh, 10 assists to one turnover is exactly what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I received a, um, uh, an image we'll say via secure drop. Ooh, um, nice. And this is, this is on our Twitter account it at is, Cameron lazies. Okay. Um, uh, you know, complete blind item, uh, that said that the, uh, the Louisville game, Mm-hmm is the game where Trey Jones will have 
his revelation. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm I know looking, it's, I'm looking it's at it now. quite salacious. It's just like it looks like a normal schedule, and then it says Trey Jones Revelation Day. Yeah. It's almost like yes, you'd, you'd miss it if yeah. you weren't paying careful attention. Right? Yeah. 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 So I mean, it's uh, it's out there. Yeah, it's in well, the atmosphere. Well, I'll tell you what. My mother-in-law watched the game, and um, she lives in Maine, and probably can't get a ton of the Duke games. But she watched it, and her big takeaway was how good Trey was. So. You know, coming from a... It's the eye test. Yeah, the eye test. Someone watching it with sort of mm-hmm. new eyes. That's what mm. she thought. And uh, I think I think there may be part of us that is so used to, not just Trey, but Tyus, how good they are at running the break that yeah. we almost take it for granted. Like, yeah, he threw great passes, but you're like, oh, that seemed easy. But I think it's like a little harder than... And so, you know, he's doing things that we're like, oh, yeah, Trey does that. Whereas another point guard, we'd be like, oh, wait, this is not yeah. so completely easy. Um, but yeah, I think Aaron, I came up with that idea too of like, this guy just does not need to score. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you are looking better each day as much as I hate to admit it. Mm. Uh, well, it's not me. I mean, listen, I'm just tapping into what's out there. Um, you are, I, listen, I, you're a conduit to the, that's exactly right. I don't, <laughs> either. yes. Um, I attract the weirdos who know the things that are going on. The basketball spirit speaks through you. In the background. So just keep reaching out with the secure drop. Uh, You know. And you'll keep reporting it. Yeah. Aaron will never burn a source. No. Ever. (laughs) Never. He's never going to do it. He wouldn't even say his wife's name earlier in this podcast. That gives you an idea. I've never said my wife's name. You can find it online. You probably Google Aaron's wife's name. You probably can't. If you tweet us Aaron's wife's name, we'll mention you. Do not. We absolutely will not. (laughs) And I will deny to my death that my wife even has a name. By the way, I met Aaron's wife the other day. Very nice woman. That's all I'm going to say. She's a really pleasant encounter. Uh, Okay. So (laughs) let's move on. Um, Ariana, any thoughts on Aaron's wife before we go further? I mean, I have not gotten to meet her yet, but I look forward to the chance that I do. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So I don't know that there's much else to say, um, but I want to go to a Twitter question, which will be one of the first times I've remembered to do it Yeah. after people have asked. And I want it, but I think it's really pertinent uh, to this. And it comes from Tom Fernandez, TJF513 on Twitter, my boy, Tom. Um, he asks 10 players got double digit minutes in an ACC game. I don't recall seeing that with recent teams. Who will be the victim or victims when Coach K inevitably shortens his bench? And I think that's really one of the most fascinating questions around this Duke yeah. team right now. Ariana, you've got a you've got a take. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a couple of interesting things happened uh, in this game. One, yeah, the fact that we did have so many players get double digit playing time. Two, all of the players that Coach K put in scored, mm-hmm. um, which I think is kind of awesome. Um, three, there was a moment in the second half um, where Coach K made a full, like we were up by, I don't know how much, probably 30, and Coach K made a total lineup swap. And he, what he put in was essentially a defensive lineup. Jav, Jack, Jordan, um, and I don't remember who the other two were at this exact moment in time. Um, and they were like trying their best and like Coach K was giving them the floor and letting them try and do their thing. And then Boston College scored back to back to back and like immediately he sent back in all of the starters to be like get them out of there right now (laughs) um and so um but it was obvious that it was a defensive lineup and like a a lineup that was primarily strong on defense and subbing subbing out was the like offensive lineup that he like put back in um that was still kind of holding their own on defense against this boston college team and so i think when it comes to whether or not coach k is going to cut down 
um, his rotation and like, you know, drop to an eight or something like that rotation or a nine man rotation. I don't know if that's going to happen necessarily because what we see happening, like Joey Baker, Alex O'Connell, he's kind of like swapping in and out. They're interchangeable depending on which one is performing better and which one, um, is like contributing to the overall goal of the team. I think that's going to continue happening because I don't think either one of them is going to show up consistently enough for them to take the other one's spot. Yeah, Joey um, Baker real quick going one for five. Yeah. Second he did straight, not have a good second game. straight rough shooting performance mm-hmm. after the game when he was, you know, all over it. Right. And like, you know, Alex, um, had a couple of really good, uh, moments during this game and then still a couple of moments where he like really like I don't know to me he's an interesting player because in the moments where he puts in effort like you're like yeah this kid can play basketball and then he has moments where he's just not putting in any effort at all and you're like what are you what are you doing yeah like if you right. worked at it like you're actually good at this so but I do I think he's going to continue swapping those two out for one another um and then two I don't think he's going to n- not play Jordan Goldwire for all the reasons that we talked about before. I think he's still going to be like a steady presence in this lineup. And then, I mean, Vern cash Wendell, especially as Wendell is kind of continuing to like try and find himself. Um, and Trey, like you're obviously not going to not play those guys. And so then that leaves Javin and Jack. These are your senior captains on this team. They're strong defensive presence. Every now and then they get some good things going offensively, not as much as your other younger guys, yeah, but yeah. they're contributors. And so that is that whole 10 person lineup. And I just don't see anybody that you make a major cut and say, you're not playing any longer. I think they're all going to have some sort of interchangeability as this team moves forward. Aaron, you down with that? I refuse to answer this question because it interferes with one of my three predictions for. Okay. That's good. Now, well, this is what, can you remind the listeners what that prediction was? No, 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 one no. of the ones we're going to make. Oh, yeah. that's oh, right. Yeah. We are making predictions. We're making predictions. I was yeah. ahead of New myself. Year's predictions. I was told by uh, Shane Ryan that we were going to do a uh, three predictions for the team, and I actually wrote three of them this time. Wow. Excellent. Well, all right. Well, let me... Uh, yeah, who's your who's, who's, who's yeah, sitting who do you think on gets the cut? bench, Shane? I disagree. I'm going to come So you're going to go ahead and disagree with me and Ariana? Well, I you, think this is a first. I think that's yeah. Normally me and Shane are like in alignment. Disagreeing with you is like a badge of honor and I think right. Ariana's panicking slightly because you're on her side. I think bit. there's like she's like I'm wondering what I've done wrong. <laughs> what <have you> done <laughs> wrong? But I'm also panicking because I know how much Ariana knows and so I'm uh, I'm a little nervous to be on the opposite side. But no, I think I don't think it's a sustainable thing to have 10 guys playing double digit minutes. I think Honestly, before this game, I would have said the two guys most likely to be next on the chopping block minutes-wise were Alex O'Connell and Matthew Hurt. Now, Hurt came out and played unbelievably and got the most minutes of anybody, Mm -hmm. shows what he can do, and in fact is one of our few three-point shooters who maintains a very good percentage. Um, See, yeah, that was stupid to even think that. He had a few tough games, but I will stand by this. I think Alex O'Connell is is the guy number one that you're looking at that I think is really like dispensable uh, or Mm -hmm. disposable. Maybe that's the one I want. But he, uh, you know, he started the first and second half of this game. Coach K obviously like wanted him in there, but ended up with just 14 minutes, which was second to last. Only Jack White had fewer minutes uh, among the guys, among the 10-person rotation. 
I just think, again, he's not good enough offensively. Mm-hmm. We did his stats earlier where, like, there's all this thing that, like, oh, yeah, Alex O'Connell's a good three-point shooter. He just has to show it. But, in fact, in three years, he's never been a good three-point shooter. Yeah. He really just never has. So I don't think he gives you a ton there. He's very athletic. I, I, I was impressed with a couple of the rebounds he's mm-hmm. gotten, not just in this game but against Brown. But it's so few and far between. His defensive lapses are so constant. I just think he... Your thing of him being sort of like giving off that like lazy impression is something I get too. Yeah. Um, now I I was having it out on Twitter with some folks. Who yeah, were saying, I saw these comments. Yeah, it wasn't. It was my friend Connor actually, and he was just saying he doesn't think Alex is lazy. He just doesn't think he knows where to be on defense. Um, but some yeah, it's again, it's hard to look into someone's head and know what they're thinking or doing. Yeah, I would also disagree with the statement that it's a, just a product of him not knowing where he needs to be on defense. There have literally been plays where he could like toss a hand up to block a shot or block a pass and he straight up doesn't do it or he half flings his hand up there and then pulls it back yeah like it's yes. those sorts of moments that i'm like you actually have the chance to change how this offensive set is going and you're opting not to yeah exactly i mean i, I wrote my thing one thing i noticed he kind of disappeared for the whole first half after starting yeah came back in with five minutes left was a beat easily on the baseline right away and just one of those like you just don't see a good Duke defense giving up those kind of yeah. like easy approaches to the basket. Um, so yeah, so my thing is like I think AOC in the heat of battle. I don't think Coach K is going to play him. I think we're going to see games. In fact, I think as soon as uh, Saturday against Miami, which I just know is going to be a tough game, it's always because anytime tough game. you go to Florida against one of those two teams, it's always it's hard. always always hard. Have lo- have watched us lose playing in Miami when my sister yeah. went, did was it her undergrad there and she like brought me to a game and like well it's, it's one game a, a year atmosphere. it's one game a year where all the students come out and are mm-hmm. raring to go because it's Duke it's, exactly. yeah so I think that's going to be a, a real tough game and I think you're going to see like O'Connell not fit in now at the same time the two other guys who didn't get much PT are Delorier and White well I'm with you in a game like Miami or Florida State like on the road where it's tough those guys are going to be playing a ton they're mm-hmm. too good defensively and I thought Jack White was really good when he was in there. Again, on D, same with Javin. Um, I watched Javin try to make a spin move uh, on offense, and it was like like he kind of ended up with a fadeaway where he threw it like right-handed yep. at the back. Yep. It was just it was like such garbage. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, I was like, don't even try that, Jav. Yeah. Like that might work against Brown, where their tallest guy is six seven. But, but not not yeah, here. Not right now. Not here. But yeah, so I'll I'm only half disagreeing with you, Ryan, because I really see um, AOC as the first guy to go down. I still think like Matt Hurt, <laughs> it's going to sound crazy, but I still think like if he's not playing good D, he's a guy who could end up seeing not many minutes in a really tough physical game. The rest of the guys, I mean, there's not anybody on there that I would even begin to think about seeing less than, you know, 13, 14 minutes of playing yeah. time at a bare minimum. So anyway, I, I still am not convinced on AOC, but I'm a hater. Everybody knows that. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I mean, essentially it's this, this, quasi three-man rotation on three um, between Baker, O'Connell, and Matt Hurt. And it's like whichever ones are performing are the ones that stay in. Um, And so I think that is probably just going to be a thing that continues oscillating throughout the course of the season. Um, And I'd say, yeah, if you're looking at those three, I think Matt Hurt's going to probably be, I have a little bit more faith that he's going to get continual good minutes, especially when he has these abilities to play in the post a little bit. And especially one of the comments that Coach K made about Hurt um, after the game was that he's, you know, uh, like weighs a little bit more now. He's a little bit stronger now. And so he's like working on and able to go up against some of these bigger bodies in the paint. Um, I still think he has some, uh, 
some room to grow in that regard. He's a young guy and he's still pretty lanky, but he is learning how to like use his weight in his favor. And so I think with his three point shooting and with those abilities growing that he's without a question in, and then that does leave Joey Baker and Alex O'Connell. And you know, if you're right, if Alex really can't show that he's worth it, then I could see that happening. But I also feel that coach K has this weird faith in continuing to play him. Yeah, and so that's is, why yeah. I have a hard time buying that. He's going to like lose out, but we'll see. Um, but you're right. Baker could be another guy too. Uh, between yeah. the two, I'd say I, I could see a game where both of them don't play that much. If, it, if yeah. they're just not fitting in defensively. So, um, the other thing I wanted to why, mention... Why is O'Connell so bad at defense? Because he's lazy. <laughs> Wait, is it because he's lazy, or is it because he's uh, constantly thinking of ways to torment the younger boys in a 19th century English boarding school? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put cockles and spurs in their boots, <laughs> is what he's thinking as he gets jammed on. Um, oh, Lord. He, yeah, that would be quite the distraction. Yeah. No, he, I mean, that, it fits him to a T. I think, like, either that or, like... The boarding school thing? Yeah, it does. I mean, even, like, an American one, he could have been in Dead Poets Society, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've talked about that before. He kind of looks like... No, that's... Oh, no, Joey Baker. Joey Baker Baker looks like Ethan Hawke's character, but Alex O'Connell would have been the ones in the final scene that didn't stand (laughs) up on the desk. (laughs) Oh, no way. And had their heads, like, looking ashamed. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Sitting down. His dad's an industrialist of some sort, and he's just a complete prick. All right, um... Poor AOC. I, I probably should be nicer to him. Uh, other thing I want to mention, um, we saw a, s- a sick dunk by Cassius Stanley uh, when we were at the Brown game. But the one thing I noticed in this one, and I wanted to get the in-person take, were two separate blocks, one by Vernon and one by Jav, that were some of the most emphatic blocks. I've, like I don't even know how they were possible. It was just like you couldn't do it better if you just teed it up for them and let them spike it. Like, I was like, they need a, a caution sign in the first two rows yeah. if, like, if balls are going to be swatted that hard. Yeah, those moments were absolutely delightful. Um, not just not just because they were blocks, because like blocks do happen, but because of the way that they happened. And like it was something that lit up the whole entire bench. Like There were a lot of Matumbo finger wags happening yeah. <laughs> from our bench. Um, but then it got the whole entire crowd into it, too, because it was just like they were so emphatic. Like... It's, it was the type of block that hurts your pride as the person who put that shot up. Yeah. Um, and so I love seeing those moments and I hope we'll have more of those to come. And it's one of those things uh, towards the beginning of the pod, I kind of constantly complained about this team like being very low energy. Mm-hmm. And so it's like blocks like that and like dunks like Cassius's. And we had a couple good dunks this game too um, that like really bring the energy and so i'm really looking forward and hope that there are more of those in the future i got a question for aaron because it's a philosophical thing that i think only you can answer which is that every time some a block like that happens people come up on twitter and are kind of like well if he hit it that far out like he could have caught it and kept the ball and given us possession balancing that between the devastating intimidation energy of of ruining a guy's life what's the like where, where do you oh, what do you do this is an easy question um uh the people who say this on Twitter are completely wrong. Okay. Um, basketball is in part a psychological game where the more hesitation that you can build into a person's um, desire mm-hmm. to want to go to the rim. Yes. Uh, and, and we even see this with our players sometimes, like Jack White doesn't yep. drive. Um, uh, Wendell gets his shot blocked uh, mm-hmm. a good bit. Uh, well, and, too. and yet, and yet he persists. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but 
No, I, I think someone doing that kind of humiliating thing to you um, uh, puts you off. And, you know, we, we might think that uh, we're beyond stuff like that uh, in, in a game. We're absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. No. Um, it's demoralizing. Uh, it's shaming. And uh, it must continue. Totally yeah. agree. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And like it does so that like getting them to hesitate, yep. it really messes with like. Well, it's all it, you it only messes. need like a moment's hesitation. That's right. right? Yeah, if you're so, not operating at 100 percent like confidence, you're you're correct. Boned. Yeah. But yeah. like not even just in regards to like making players hesitate on offense. It also then totally messes with their shot. Like there were a handful of dudes who ended up having air balls this game. And I think it was because they like hit this moment where they're like, if I drive the pin against these guys, I know this is going to get blocked back into my face or like I'm going to get embarrassed. So I guess I'm going to pull up and take this shot, but then they don't feel comfortable pulling up to take that shot. And then they just miss everything completely. And so now they have the like double whammy of they've had the shit blocked out of them. And now the whole stadium is cheering airball every time they touch the ball. And so it really does, it becomes massively unnerving. And so you've kind of barred their ability to play offense yeah. from two different angles. I remember um, in high school uh, playing in Plattsburgh, our rivals, Plattsburgh, mm-hmm. New York, they were a tough team. Guys. What was their mascot? They were, oh, great question. The Hornets. Okay. The Plattsburgh Not Hornets. the Barons. No, and the SUNY Plattsburgh, the college, are the Cardinals, but oh. the high school is the Hornets. It shows you they had, you know, yeah. aggressive sort of stingy creatures. Anyway, they were really good. Um, it was the kind of thing where we'd beat them at home, they'd beat us away. But I went on a fast break, and um, my big thing was a pump fake. And I, I, this guy who's, I can still remember his name, Nate Sebron. I um, hope you're listening, Nate. You yeah. left quite hey, the impression, hey, Nate. Nate. Yeah, Nate, if you're here, um, I still got a bone to pick with you, buddy, because <laughs> you were tall and good at basketball, and I was only like a six point, seven point per game averager. But where are you now, Nate? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have a podcast, Nate? Um, yeah, seriously. But anyway, I faked him, and he went for it. And then I went up for the layup, and he was right back. <laughs> he had not gone anywhere, and he swatted me so hard right in front of their student section. Ooh. And I like, I basically, I didn't fall over, luckily, but I was basically face to face with like fifty kids screaming at me, pointing at me. Like I, ba- I more or less just like sort of wore a raincoat the rest of the day and stood <laughs> on the side. I, I couldn't do anything. Like once you once you've been humiliated to that, you're degree, done. Yeah, it's you're it. done. Like, it was just, I was nothing else I could do. Um, and so yeah, Nate Sebron, if you're listening, uh, good. On you, 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 you totally got me. But yeah, I, Aaron, your point is dead on. Like that, it's worth way more than an extra possession to send somebody uh, to the uh, ER or the HR, the humiliation room. Yeah, yeah. nailed right. it. Okay. Uh, nailed the it. humiliation room is really a place I'm familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's one of the few guys who actually has a separate, yeah, it was separate. room. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, time to go in my humiliation room. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay, I, I think that pretty much wraps us yeah. up for the Boston College game. Yeah, there are two things that I want to add. Mm-hmm. Um, one is that there were several appearances of Vernon Carey's not good hands this game. And, oh, oh, oh they, oh. Fucking, <laughs> they, complimented, no. they no. complimented his hands on That's the ACC network. I was no. like, I was like, you can compliment him on anything except his hands. his hands. Because you're right, there were a couple times when he, yeah, when he dropped it. Absolutely. Yep. Go ahead, Aaron. Okay, uh, West Durham. Yeah, let's let's get on West Durham. West Durham, I'm I'm calling you out. You (laughs) were the play-by-play man for this game for the ACC Network. You're a known podcaster, uh, also in the basketball space. How 
how could you say that uh, that Vernon Carey's hands are equivalent to the hands of other very successful recent Duke big men, including Jaleel Okafor? Mm, mm, mm. Wrong. So wrong. Completely wrong. Uh, So I now am starting a beef with you, sir, uh, for your wrong take. We're trying to... uh, Shane is frantically Googling to try to find the name of your podcast. All I can find is once he's guested <clears throat> on. I can't find his actual podcast. I think it's something having to do with the, the ACC network. Or okay. maybe it's a TV show that's a they're trying to act like it's a podcast. I don't know. That's okay. the one with the dog noises. Okay. All right. uh, Parker. No, no, no. There it is. Parker and Durham. Oh, Packer? Is it Billy Packer, Packer he's it's, with? It's, Mar- it's Mark Packer. Oh, it's Billy Packer's kid, I bet. Right. So it's, it's Woody Durham's kid and... It's Billy like, Packer. That's not. Like, it can't possibly be right. Censored. Censored. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, do, I don't think that. I don't actually think that. Well, Shane, you actually have to work in this in this uh, 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 um, in, the, in this uh, media uh, world again. I don't have to. Mark Packer. Um, but I'm calling you out, sir. Uh, so feel free to come on my podcast whenever. Uh, and Mark Packer is Billy Packer's son, so it's weird. wow. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Wow! So yeah, it's it's a couple of sons. Um, yeah, yep. who yep. you know who have earned uh, who have earned their spots and definitely who, who we deeply respect. Except they were, that we calling you out. We're not. They were not born with yeah. a silver microphone near their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gauntlet thrown. Oh, so, sirs, feeling feeling spicy today, Aaron. Yeah. He yeah. did. I wanted to start a beef. Good. No, it's great. That, I, yeah, no, I, it's I good appreciate for it. It'll yeah. be a well-seasoned beef. No, we need to Thank get... You. I oh, mean, we have right. so much to gain, you know, and he has nothing to gain by, <laughs> by, by, by engaging with the likes of us. That's right. And I actually really do... I actually have no idea what Mark Packer's like, but I do like West Durham. I mean, I think he, like, outshines everyone he works with on that network. Uh, but I did agree. Like, what are you What are you, what talk- are you talking about? Yeah. His hands are... His hands are yeah, he mediocre, uh, well, mediocre on a good day. No, right. Goldwire came in with a with a really nice yes. uh, bounce pass, perfect, yes. right, perfect. right yep. into the hands, and just whoop. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. no. So I think what they were saying was there was a, a time when he was kind of bobbling the ball near the out of bounds line, uh, the baseline out of bounds line, um, and he he ended up regathering the mm. ball. Well, why did he? Lose have it a in problem. The first place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, no, his hands are nothing like Jaleel Okafor's yeah. hands no, no, uh, no, no, no. Or, or other uh, successful recent uh, big men in the Duke memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, you, you, you burnt. You burnt. Yeah. Good job, Aaron. Yeah. And it's like, it's one thing to say that. Did like, I do his, it right? Did I you, do good? You did. I think so. You oh, did real good. Thanks. It's one thing to say that his stat lines are as good or up there with Jalil Okafor and other like Duke big men. That's one thing. But like, he does not get there by way of his hands being spectacular. Like you can tell by the number of times where it should be a dunk, but it's not a dunk because he's losing control of the ball while he's going to the No, basket. it's his b- incredible so, body position. Exactly. Like his, his footwork, feet, his feet and his ability to read where his opponent is to know where he needs to put his body. That is why he is such a great offensive player. Not his hands. 
Um, the other thing that I was going to say about this game is the I'm, I'm still the length of time of the commercials and the TV timeouts for ACC Network. Before, wait, hold on. Oh. I, I just want no, no, you're doing good. But I just want to acknowledge because this fits in with another Twitter question. And yeah. I want to get two in. It was uh, crap. Oh, crap. Where is Find it? it. How, Find do, it. how do we uh, fix the ACC uh, Network? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, right. It was how do we fix the ACC Network? Oh, wasn't crap. It? Who wrote it, though? Uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to shout them out because um, I could tell you were about to answer the question. Oh, yeah. Josh Carver <laughs> asked at, at Josh Carver on Twitter. Give him a follow. Uh, tell him you're following us because the uh, Cameron Crazies and say Cameron Kershaw Kiss, Cameron Lazies, whatever, Kershie folks. Kiss. Hey, we're all here. Uh, he says, how can we fix the ACC network? Season is young and I already don't enjoy the games on this channel. So please. Yeah. So being in Cameron, you can tell, like, even if I have, even if I didn't see the like crews coming through to set up the cameras and stuff like that and they say like what network they're with, um, I would know when we were on ACC network because every TV timeout takes forever aren't those standard aren't those standard they're no. way longer for ACC really? network like the yeah. band can play two whole songs mm. and then we get music overhead and we still have some downtime before we come back and like the ball is inbounded so, so they're like, allowed to do that huh? yeah and it's like wow. i feel like each tv timeout is like it's almost like the inverse of like a sitcom when you're watching TV where it's like you get the TV segment and then you get commercials for a short break. Like the length of time for the commercials is like enough to have a whole performance. And it's really like, I don't know, I'm not playing. So to me, I don't know if it would throw me off as a player, but like as a person in camera, I'm like, why are we not back yet? So shortening commercials would definitely be one way to improve ACC network, at least from a yeah. game look well we talked about it. i mean i don't think they're earning any ad dollars so i think they have to sell more commercials because uh, the, obviously like the people they're selling them to are, are these like yeah, rinky dink like ghost town scam companies yeah. like selling like racist binoculars and like other shit uh, uh we're not gonna denigrate pop and play no i, I would never because they're no. our only they're our, our only sponsor, sponsor. yes just like we have 19 minute pop and play commercial <laughs> coming up which just me going pop and play, pop and play, pop, 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 and play, 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 yeah. um, over and over. But no, <laughs> I think yeah, I think I do think that's a problem. But I gotta say, the commercials like are entertaining from home. <laughs> that's just that's real bad. Fair. I don't know. Like, okay, what else? They gotta get rid of the pigeons, Aaron. Yeah, we agree on that. Still, yeah, still the they pigeons do are have a to get rid of the pigeons. Damn. What else can they do besides <clears throat> um, firing West Durham because you don't like him? Well, no, no, because I, he's wrong. Firing him no, because no, he's wrong. No, listen, I, I, w <laughs> I wish no one to lose their jobs. Of course. I just wish that he come on the podcast to and debate, defend himself. Debate me. Yeah, why is uh, Western afraid of why, debate? Yes, yeah. why is he afraid of debating <laughs> me? Yeah, why are you afraid of debating the Ben Shapiro of basketball podcasts? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, is he a bad guy? Once you find out, you, okay. won't, you won't be pleased. Oh, I won't no, be. No, <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> All right, sorry. Your next rant on the your next oh, formal statement on the okay. podcast will be against Shane comparing okay. you to Ben the Shapiro. Best, the best way I can describe him is he's a whining little facts and logic conservative um, who YouTube recommends his videos constantly, yeah. um, and he's like insufferable. Um, yeah, well, really, so I'm nothing really sorry. I'm yeah. really sorry I missed that. Uh, uh, how do you fix the ACC network? I don't know. I mean, Jordan Peterson. Do you get Do you get that reference? Jordan Peterson. Is he the Lobsters. guy that killed his wife? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, it didn't kill his wife. The owl killed the wife. 
Uh, no. no, no, no. Anyway, no, no. Go, go on, go on. He's we'll another. In, we'll inform you about Jordan Peterson off the podcast. I Wait, feel like he doesn't guy. deserve I'm trying to. I'm have... trying to like throw great debaters at you. Yeah, that, you know, um, just intellectual George heroes. Wallace. I, no, seriously, I George Wallace. He was a good debater. No, no, he was a good public um, speaker too. He was. He was Trump before Trump. Um. Uh. So. How do you fix the ACC network? How do you fix it? You don't fix it. Is this just a product of them being so new and they're just trying to find their way? Are they trying to like, I feel like you can't. No, it's just lazy. It's lazy. It's, it's communism. They're they're the Alex O'Connell of uh, (laughs) sports networks. Yeah, they're they're thinking of ways to terrorize the (laughs) other sports networks. No, I I mean, these, these uh, uh, conference networks, right? They're insufferable. they, They know that they're getting the content, yeah. right? Um, and they have no incentive to improve because they already exist, right? And and they know that the conferences, I guess, or, or whoever they're... So, right, I mean, the, the only reason for, for a, a network to improve is that you would say, this shit is so bad that I do not care if it's in my cable bundle, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine that the the amount of uh, influence that having the ACC's name, right, and having some really good media properties like Clemson football, uh, Duke basketball, Carolina basketball, um, you can't not carry that, right? Well, well, I know they, I know that some some are not I, doing I, all it, right? the comment on that, but go ahead, yeah. Um, so, so like I don't know. I think this is just a uh, uh, what's it a. a one of those jobs where you just go and show up and they mm. pay you S I N E C U R E. I don't know how to oh, pronounce so it. Sinecure, yeah. yeah. Because I, I learned it while reading and you're not supposed to make fun of me if I. Uh, I've if heard I that phrase, yeah. Mispronounce. Yeah. I feel sorry for you. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. I actually just went and tried it. I might be oh, 100% yeah. wrong. Uh, sinecure. Yeah. Uh, sinecure. That's, that's how I've always said it. Um, no, I, I think that's it. Yeah, I, the, the only thing I'll say, and it's an interesting point, is that it's happening actually in Florida where my stepdad lives and mm-hmm. driving him nuts, that the ACC and ESPN are still in fights with local cable uh, networks about, about what they're carrying show. the ACC network. And I think it's like this weird standoff where, like in Florida, I mean, it's crazy because you have so many, it's like ACC country down there. You know, it's East Coast. Sure, in Montana, like I can see it. but yeah, traditional ACC stronghold, Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is now. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, they are, it almost seems like they're holding out for a year to let the demands accrue mm. and to put more and more pressure on the small cable networks so that they will eventually have to pay the price. Um, but I, and I do think maybe it hurts them if everyone else is like, this network fucking blows. Yeah. But in the end, like nobody actually cares about that. What they care about is getting the game. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think you're ultimately right that the product is, it's almost irrelevant um, yeah. unless you're like literally having people like take their clothes off on air and swear and hoot and holler. But yeah, um, I mean, I think the other thing about it is like the big games in the ACC are not going to be on ACC network, right? The re- Duke's games for the remainder of the season that are on ACC network are when we play Georgia tech and wake forest. Is that it? And that's it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Everything else is going to be on ESPN or one of your standard channels, CBS. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of tells you like what the priority of ACC, ne- like what the worth of ACC network is, right. They're never going to put a big Duke game on one of those channels. And like, 
slate it so that people can't see it because the Duke fan base is so large. And I imagine this would be the same of like UNC when UNC is having a good year. Yeah. Um, but like, you're not going to put those teams and like relegate them to this network that is as of right now, so crappy and then so limited. Uh, but I will say like for someone like my stepdad, like who's a huge Duke fan, he it, wants to watch. It, he's pissed that yeah. I mean, he yeah. doesn't want to like only start watching that, in January. You know yeah. what I mean? So anyway, all right. James Smith, another Twitter question. My wife and I went to the Brown game. Yes, we were part of the non-students that made the game weird. Shame on you, James. Um, JDSSAU16 on Twitter. But she was wondering what all the hand gestures are and mean. She uh. wanted me to ask after listening to Pod the other day. That might be a little like above our pay grade right now. Um, the hand which gestures? Hand which hand gestures? That's the thing. I, th- I don't mean that we don't know. I Can mean we that- ask him to tweet us in response to let us know which ones is it the one yeah. if it's the and ones it, the players are making i have no right. idea or because if, they're they're doing the uh they t- play they, calls per oh no the ones where they pat themselves on the top of the head kids are doing this now yeah uh, i'm making i'm making the same motion um and no one can see it because uh, podcasting is a visual medium uh, you mean an audio medium yeah, that thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, where if they, you're a synesthete, maybe it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I've been watching these podcasts the whole time. Uh, uh, they tap the top of their heads when somebody does something good, uh, and then they uh, make a three. Right, mm-hmm. that stands for three pointer. Yeah, I think he's asking about that. The, the fans. fans. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. So sure. James, get it. Like, tell yeah. us. He's your wife wants to know. Get tell us specifically which ones because we'll know. And does your wife have a name? Yeah, yeah. Is she also nameless? <laughs> Tell us your wife's name, coward. Because <laughs> like there are some things that like don't necessarily have a meaning. Like when we have our arms outstretched and we're just like waving our hands, like that doesn't have a meaning. It's just a way of like distracting. If she's talking about free throw distractions, oh, see, I thought that meant like, I'm your puppet master. I want to get my hand <laughs> in there. <laughs> Um, but James uh, James asked another question but yeah follow up James we'll, yeah, we'll get your back also, if he's talking about free throw distractions then I can give you a whole conversation about free throw She's distractions got it all. too so. all right. and then James says I apologize if this is a lame question so I will ask uh, oh wait, no, <laughs> he's asking because apologizing if that was a lame question oh, okay. first one so he's got another one it wasn't lame we no, just need more, more, detail. need more detail but he says I agree that I think this team is a team that gets up for big games but can be lackadaisical against lesser opponents mm-hmm. but do you think last night was a turning point in that narrative well we already talked this yeah did you alright well did. there you go we already talked about it a little like part of it's like they blew him out too quickly to know for yeah. sure but yeah I mean I, what do you think Aria? I mean there's there's all big ones coming up so I don't know that we'll ever know for sure but what do you say? Yeah, I think that um, it showed that hopefully this team is taking ACC play a little bit more seriously than they took conference play because they did kind of not show up immediately for some of their like worse uh, non-conference opponents. And so, I mean, we'll see when we play teams like, you know, Wake or things like that. Um, but even like super good Duke teams in past have lost to some not so great ACC teams as well. So like NC State for the last couple of years has beaten us. Um, and like it kind of hasn't mattered how good that Duke team has been. They've just found a way to do it. Yeah. And so I do think with it being conference play, they are going to show up and take it a little bit more seriously. Um, but I don't think that precludes us from losing to a couple of bad teams. Aaron? What? Thoughts? Do you have thoughts? It seems like you were shaking your head. I know. It seemed like you. Had oh some no, I was just. Some... No, I was just. I was vehemently agreeing with Ariana against whatever uh, you were going to say. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm. The alliance has shifted, and apparently, <laughs> I am the center of it. 
Uh, it's obvious that you're the center of it. <laughs> Takes a lot of courage to stand with Aaron. Right? <laughs> hey, I didn't make this choice. He did. I, this is my only and way I like back. It. I approve. It's it. my only way back in. It's like uh, what if like Trump tweets out like Ariana, she's really good. She knows everything. <laughs> everything she says is spot on. Oh boy! Uh, that is the end of my life. Uh, <laughs> that would I, I'm bad. not comparing you to Trump, by the way, at all. Well, um, you you just compared me to a spouse murderer <laughs> and, and Jordan <laughs> Peterson and Ben Shapiro and some yeah that guy. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, all right, Lord. so I, the only thing I'll add is that I like at this point give zero shits about the Stephen F. Austin loss. I think Fair. it was good. I think if we beat them, we'd be number one right now, and all people would be Who talking is number about number one right now. Gonzaga, which is hilarious. Uh, we lost to Michigan by like twenty four, which is perfect. It's great because this way we can fly under the radar at number two, that and is no true. one will notice. And us. Gonzaga won't lose true. in that shit conference that's, they play. That's right. Mm-hmm. They'll so, go in with like a thirty and one record. Yeah, and, like, and they'll lose in the. But it'll be great. And they'll be like the top one seed or I the second one seed or some shit like that. We lost, so we don't have to hear perfect. about how overrated Duke yeah. is or whatever. Like how we don't play anybody, whatever nonsense they want to throw. These really sound like my. My arguments from several yeah, episodes happening? ago. I feel like you two body swapped at the beginning of this year. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I mean, I maybe he's hypnotizing me. I don't know. It's possible. Um, well, shouldn't we move on to our predictions, Shane? Well, we should, except that there's one other thing <laughs> um, that Ariana, we have a Jim Beheim nose-picking yes. sign story. This is the kind of thing we can uh, do in, in like a few minutes. Yeah, let me just uh You don't find... have to hurry, but I, I did want to hear this, and I think our people want to do yeah. While you're looking, I'll give the background. As much as I know it, there was a sign um, at Cameron. Well, first of all, we talked in the last podcast. Yeah, about this the... is this is a sign podcast. Though. Yeah, it's a sign podcast. We but we talked about how the culture in Cameron oh, is. Oh yeah, we need to mention the Baker sign. Oh yeah, the better Baker sign. <laughs> all right, well we got a few things. To we go. have, we have a lot of sign <laughs> announcements. We entered a whole sign category of the show or segment of the show now. Six hour <laughs> sign category. Let me just say first of all, we talked last episode about how the culture at Cameron is far less unique than it used to be, mm-hmm. and like even when I was in school, I'm sure it was less unique than it had been 10, 15 years ago. Everything is becoming more standardized. We saw a sign that sucked to the Joey Baker sign. But anyway, this story like stems from, okay, there was a, a, a sign featuring Jim Beheim picking his nose mm-hmm. that mysteriously disappeared or was confiscated. Yep. And my take was like, that's bullshit. Like we should, that's hilarious. It's not that hurtful. Yeah. Jim Beheim is a miserable prick. It's great to do that kind of thing. Um, but Ariana, you have some, uh, you yes. have the real dish so, on that sign. So I learned some about the, uh, so when did journey. this, ha- when did this happen? So this was a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, this was within my tenure at Duke. Okay. Um, so I, um, and I had a moment where I was like, well, anyways, uh, so I was talking to somebody this week, um, who updated me on the, like journey that that sign took after it got confiscated mm. um because his friend was the one who like made the sign it was this big cardboard cutout of Beheim picking his nose um and like i guess when they take the signs like if you want to keep them the like staff will like they won't throw them out they will keep them so that you can come pick them up later oh, um okay. and so when the guy who made the sign went to go pick it up apparently rumor has it that when he went to the office the next week they had it hanging on their wall and like high praise wait where <laughs> The wall of what? The staff? Uh, yeah. So at Duke, at uh-huh, Cameron. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So yeah. <laughs> rumor has it that the the sign ventured to be uh, in the in the bellows of uh, the game game staff. I love that. Yeah. So they appreciated it too. <laughs> so why not let it out there? I yeah. Mean- and like I was talking um, with my friend Kyle about this in regards to um, kind of the careful um, like m- kind of way that 
student. Be careful. Be careful, Kyle. Um, because now you've been named in this conspiracy. Kyle played poker at my house on Sunday. Yeah. Now we're just giving out all sorts of details about him. Yeah, we're um, gonna let you trace Kyle down. <laughs> Kyle knows the secret to Aaron's wife. <laughs> find Kyle. Find Kyle first. <laughs> you find Aaron's wife. Um and uh yeah, no, I, I mean Half the time when I like mention like a, a friend of mine that I've been talking basketball with, I mention Kyle because he and I stand next to one another during games, and he's like one of my most favorite people to watch basketball with. He's a basketball lovely guy. Yeah. He's a Sixers fan, so I like. He him. is. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about how just like the careful like manicured way that crowd interaction takes place at Cameron, um, and how there you know for for us there does seem like there is a balance between being able to still pester the other team and still be like respectful. Um. But we also do understand the, like, position from the, like, higher-ups, um, particularly given who Duke as an institution is. And if somebody does do something that is ill-thought, then that is going to be something that's going to be everywhere because it is Duke sure. doing this. Yeah. Um, and Embrace so, like, that it. was, yeah, that was, like, the issue with the Flint, Michigan sign that, like, went, made the rounds that was made a couple years ago. And that was kind of a turning point where all this stuff started happening. Did, now, um, did we talk about that on air? About so, we didn't, because I had that moment I was going to, and I had that moment where I was like, I don't know if I should bring this up. Sometimes I have that quandary whether or not I should bring certain things up. But a handful of years ago, when we were playing Michigan State, um, at home, somebody came in with a Flint, Michigan, like a sign poking fun at Flint, Michigan. I think it said oh, the water. The water supply, yeah, it said the right? water yeah. tastes better here. Um, Which and is like a, it was extremely taken, yeah. bad thing to say. Yeah. Poor it was taste. found immediately and like taken away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think there is good reason for it. And I just, I wish there was a different way of getting around that issue instead of the everybody loses the ability to participate because some people are going to be irresponsible with it. Um, so well, let me ask you a question because I we're just running way over time today. No, we're not. We're, <coughs> we're still short of an hour. Yeah. I mean, I just want to put it in your head. Okay. Um, Shane. Uh, okay. Do they still do what is, I now acknowledge to be an ableist chant. I'm blind. I'm deaf. I want to be a ref. No. Okay. Is it because it's ableist? That's a good question. I don't know. That or is probably it because it's mean to refs? That probably has. I mean, we still hassle refs sure. like, a good amount. Did they do that when we were um, there? Yeah. Oh, I had a whole so, move yeah, for that, it. That was there when I was there, too. So when <laughs> I, I like when I started, it. but it probably hasn't happened in the last four Okay, I'll show it to you. Four years, probably. Hold on, Aaron's um, going to show gonna the show move. Aaron, Aaron was the Duke mascot. Yeah, what do you I'm going to show you. Yeah, yeah I'll you describe go. it. Okay. He's I'm blind. Two hands up. Blind. Why is that? Okay, mean blind? Why are the hands up there? Huh? Because that's where the eyes are. Okay. On the, on the mascot. Oh, on the mask. Yeah. yeah. I'm blind. He's covering his own mascot mm-hmm. eyes. You cover exactly. your mascot eyes. Then you the, cover your ears. I don't. What is this? These. I'm deaf. I'm joking. I guess. Oh. It. Oh. You. Oh. <laughs> I get it, and right. then the third one is pointing. Yeah. I'm blind. I'm deaf. I, I want to be a ref. Yeah. Yeah, we don't do that one anymore. Um, and it's been probably a handful of years, and it's possible, but I don't know. Um, so, like, the the ableist argument, I get. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, Agreed. that's rude. Agreed. Um, and, but the being rude to refs argument, or that's, that's rude to people with, uh, with those particular yeah. disabilities. Uh, being rude to the refs, however, yeah. Right, yeah. shouldn't be the problem. Uh, so, you, you know, 
if there are other uh in yeah. high school, yeah. we would follow that chant with a rope, a tree, hang the referee, which is right. even oh, yeah. more <laughs> problematic. Damn, yikes. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it was uh, it, pretty terrible. Yeah, um, and their use is so kind of along that similar vein. I know that we're getting a little long in tooth and we still have things to cover, um, but there used to be like when refs would make, well, I forget actually when this would happen, but um, there was a brief moment where there was a no means no chant and that was shut down immediately because of the awkward connotations regarding like sexual violence um and then things like when we would play state and it would be like culture and you'd point to duke's bench and then agriculture and point to state's bench like that's gone too we used to to do big high school big high school so that one i think (laughs) hasn't happened in a good minute start the tractors for nc state See, the for lead some, is for at some its reason, finest. For some reason, and it's probably because I'm an a... agricultural school. Yeah. Accurate, but it still has one of the top engineering programs oh. in the country. I think it is, it's 100% because I'm a Bernie bro, but that to me is like the classism is more annoying and offensive than like the I'm blind and deaf thing. Oh, really? But yeah, but I mean, like if I were blind or deaf, I probably yeah, wouldn't I be would, saying yeah. that, obviously. But like, yeah, I... Um, so yeah, there are I just realized the irony of, of you doing that is that... If you were deaf, you wouldn't hear the chant, but the fact that you're doing the hand motions as the mascot is communicating it to the deaf members of the audience. Yeah, it's so even you, worse. You're hurting them when they didn't have to be, so That's you're communicating right. it to half of the offended parties. That's right. It was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, no, they're all bad. It's good. We're, we're evolving. It's great. But like, yeah, the classes, like even the culture, agriculture... It just like gave me like the heebie-jeebies. Uh-huh, I was like, same. like see, like a bunch of elitist nerds, right? Like, and I was just like, right. stop doing that. Like, exactly. this isn't like again, it's not Alex O'Connell's like prep school uh, or his English boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, this we should be better. I just than have that. this weird picture of like Alex O'Connell like fucking Wuthering Heights. Like that's yeah. that is the like caricature I've made of him in my mind. Now. He is, but he wouldn't be Heathcliff, right? No, no. absolutely no. not. Yeah, who would Heathcliff be on the Duke team this year? Matt Hurt. Right? Well, oh. Stop ruining my predictions. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just, I just had a. Okay. Like, I had a I whole, like I had a whole Heathcliff there. thing. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, what? I didn't have a whole. Heathcliff. <laughs> oh my god. All right. We got a great lead in. We're at an hour. We each decided for the new year. It's January first today. We're gonna make um, three predictions for for the Duke basketball this year. Um, and let's see. Last time we went around the room. I think I you, started. Do you want to go last this time? Sure. Okay. Aaron, you want to go first or second? I'm going to go second. I want to make you go first. All right. So, because yours looks serious. I've got two here. Um, oh. Wow. You guys oh body God. swapped at oh. the beginning of Don't this year. Don't worry. Don't worry. There's a third. I just didn't want Aaron to oh. read it. <laughs> All right. Serious prediction number one Duke is going to win an ACC regular season title for the first time since 1832 um, when old Kentucky. <laughs> no, whatever. Uh, but. I weirdly care about this more than ever because I think this team has the capacity to be the consistent team that's going to actually do it. Our main competition will be Louisville and Virginia. Mm -hmm. Virginia is going to be the tough one because their defense is so good. I think Duke has the defense to be that team this year, to win the tough games on the road. Um, And I want them to because I think it's a big mark of success. Mm -hmm. Now, nobody cares about it in America, but I do. And I want them to to do this, and I think they can. So I think they're going to. That's number one. Number two, either Trey Jones or Vern will be a first-team All-American. And second part of that prediction, it will be bullshit that the other one isn't also. Hmm. I'm leaning toward Vern uh, because they, I think they almost seems like they kind of try to do it by position. Yeah. And he's going to be the best yeah. center in the country. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of good point guards. But um, 
this I think is going to happen. I think both of them are going to deserve it by the year's end, and I think one of them is going to make it. Isn't that technically two predictions? No, it's one. It's part A and part well, B. Well, I'm pretty one. sure you can't read the other no, one. No, I got a third one here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is a prediction for us. We're going to enjoy a game together at some point. Now, I, this is no pressure on Ariana. If it happens, it does. But we'll be at Cameron, and <laughs> afterward, we're going to be walking outside Cameron Indoor Stadium, and the visiting team's bus is right above in that little parking lot. We're going to be walking by them. Aaron is going to trip and fall, and he's going to land on a traffic cone. Now, what's going to happen is the traffic cone is going to get stuck in his hoodie. He's going to be wearing a hoodie. And the base of it, the traffic cone, the wide part, is going to be sticking out above his head and look like one of those cones they use for a dog when it gets neutered so it doesn't lick itself like in the balls. Um, that it no longer has if it's been neutered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So it doesn't lick itself in the wounds or whatever. So, But the way it's going to work is it's going to completely blind Aaron. He's going to go into a complete panic. He's going to stumble around. You're like, help me, help me. I'm the double A battery boy. And the players on the bus, the opposing players, are going to start filming him. And they're going to post it online with captions like self-coned instead of self-owned. <laughs> and orange, you glad you aren't a Duke fan. <laughs> like orange. And, and what's going to yeah. happen is in his press conference, Coach K is going to make a joke oh about God. it. And the walk-ons on the bench like Buckmeyer and like all those guys are going to start wearing little rally cones on their head on the bench for future games. And it's going to be a phenomenon that everyone loves except Aaron, who's going to have to languish in humiliation for the rest of his days and spend more time than normal in his humiliation room. So that's my, <laughs> that's my third prediction for the year. Time out. Did you have the humiliation room like written? No, no. It was, that's no, just a natural that. occurrence. It's for, just natural. Wow. It, yeah, beautiful. It just worked out. Just beautiful. like the Wuthering Heights thing that Aaron's about to drop on us. Yeah, that was, that was really good. <laughs> okay. Solid. Uh, respectable. Well, I did thank, it quickly. It just, thankfully, it just, no one will uh, will hear it because it's past the hour mark. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So no my, one, my parents, my, at, least my, at least my parents will tune out for that. <laughs> they tune out after like a minute. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Forget this. He's talking about the uh, the Baron. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, this is my real one. Um, Coach K will have a quote medical issue uh, mm. when we have a, about when that. we have a tough opponent. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That's weird. That's a great prediction, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, it's going to happen. Uh, I, I don't doubt the sincerity of the medical issues. I, I do think he, you know, he's an older guy. and He's uh, had things, the majority yeah, of the joints in his lower yeah, body replaced. things do happen. And I'm sure he does feel a lot of pain at times or, or whatever. But it does seem a little bit coincidental uh, that this, this happens, you know, almost every year. Uh, I think it'll happen again this year. He's a malingerer, you're saying. <clears throat> I, I I will not comment further. <laughs> uh, on the point of uh, of the rotation, mm-hmm. we will not have a 10-man rotation. Ooh. We will have an 11-man rotation. Whoa. That's right. Who's coming in? Robinson. J-Rob. Uh, he's blocks like, on blocks on blocks. He's like really good. Um, I think he has the highest average blocks per minute. Uh, so yeah. I think he becomes the 11th regular uh, contributor to the lineup. Uh, Bold. Bold prediction. Finally, Matthew Hurt. Okay. Matthew Hurt will grow a 19th century villain <laughs> mustache <laughs> that he will twirl <laughs> after he hits the three-pointers. <laughs> So it wasn't quite Wuthering Heights, but it was close. It's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I, I really like it. that. I, I like the idea that it. he doesn't run down the court either until he's he done just, for that's right. Right. He <laughs> that's right. It's his thing now. Before he before he goes. All right, all, all right. right. Those are very good, yes. Ariana. Okay, so um, my first one. 
is so I'm going to preface this by saying that I don't generally like making predictions about Duke basketball because I am highly superstitious. And so I don't like to say these things out loud. Okay. Um, so just take everything that I say with a grain of salt. Um, I think that's what I want to say. Ariana, weak on predictions. I am. Ooh. I'm. I'm very. Oh, a rift so... in the Aaron Ariana relationship. <laughs> I mean, breaking him down from the inside. If if I agree with you, does that actually cause a rift? Like, I know I'm no. bad with predictions because I'm constantly terrified that like then it my just predictions an abusive are... relationship. <laughs> this is. I'm playing like four dimensional oh chess. Oh my god. Here. Um. So we're all marching to your beat at this point. We don't even know it. <laughs> okay. So prediction number one. I think we are going to sweep UNC. Love that. Um, which will be a good feeling. Three times? Um, no. So I don't know if we end up meeting them in the ACC tournament, honestly. To It'll yeah. be tough when they It'll have to play be... that first first day. Right. Yeah. Like, that's Ooh. the thing. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if, I mean, if we do, I think we beat them again. But I do think we're going to end up sweeping UNC. So that's prediction number one. Prediction number two. And this is, I really don't want to say this one out loud, but I think this might be a Final Four team. Yes. I um, love that. And like, I'm getting like red in the face and like sweaty in my palms <laughs> because like that's how superstitious I am. And I feel like I just cursed our team to lose in like the second round by saying it out loud. For folks who can't see, which is everyone, Ariana <laughs> is wearing a necktie and she's going to loosening it and going, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, pouring water on myself to cool myself down. Um, so that's prediction number two. Um, Final four team. I, I think I see it in these guys. Um, and prediction number three is that after the season is done, when the team has their team banquet and they have their captains give their speeches, mm-hmm. the amount of love that is shared between Javin Delorier and Jack White will be enough to bring the room to tears, but also laughter because they're so clumsy with one another that they knock each other down all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the magnetism between the two of them. Like they can't resist bumping into each other. And inevitably Jack is the one that gets hurt, never jabbing. So if they fall down the stairs, I would not be surprised. (laughs) I love that. I do love that. Well, that was good. Um, Yo, happy 2020 to you all. Cheers. Happy 2020 to our listeners. I don't really observe that. Sure. Uh, Aaron goes by the... Um, the lunar calendar. The lunar calendar. <laughs> Where it's New Year's all the time, every 30 days. Yeah. I'm not really... New in, moon, I'm new not, year. I'm not really into linear time, so... Wow, that's pretty deep, Yeah, man. man. Good for you. Good Don't for worry you. about it, okay? All right, fair enough. Are we even really here? Okay. What uh, is the meaning of life? We're going to get out of here before an hour and 10. We're going to let you guys get on with your day. Uh, you guys can find us. Thank you for listening. You can find us at all the usual podcast places, iTunes and Spotify. Google Pod. Our two biggest Google Podcasts, Overwatch or Overcast or something. Probably not Overwatch. I think that's a video game. That I, sounds like a video I game. I have no idea. Anyway, I think the it sounds like a government it. spy program. I mean, it might be like both. A cl- like a clumsily <laughs> named government spy program? Again, it might be yeah, both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Overcast. No, it is. It's Overcast and Castbox. So there you go. So many pod things. Never heard about that. So many pod things. Um, have a great start to your year. Yeah. And uh, let's see. We've got Miami, uh, Miami coming up on, on Saturday. Saturday. It's going to be a doozy. We're going to learn a lot. And mm-hmm. I'm assuming that. Hey, we might watch it together. Yeah. I don't know what you guys' plans are Saturday night, and if uh, probably be potting soon thereafter. I like it. All right. Well, if you see West Durham, tell them what's up. <laughs>
<laughs> it's a fight. <laughs>